0: Hi, everyone. Um, My name is Marie Eve. Um, I am the owner and CEO of the St. Eve Law Firm. Uh, Thank you for tuning in to the daily podcast. Um, I am here today with a very special friend of mine um, and colleague. Her name is Pamela Farrow, and Pamela is joining us today to talk about her practice in the sunny state of Florida. (laughs) where unlike um, us today, we had a little snow last night and we have a little tiny bit of rain earlier this morning. Um, Pam is in, um, you know, what is considered the sunshine state. Um, So Pam, thank you for joining us. Thank you for, you know, spending the day. I know I kind of roped you in. Um, Next week we have um, uh, Bonnie. I believe this week we have Bonnie. Um, and then next week we have Star joining awesome. us. So, yeah, um, hopefully one day we can do such, situ- we can do kind of like a show where all four of us are together. And I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, just shooting the breeze like we do every month. Yeah, um, so
1: yeah, introduce yourself and you know tell the public who you are and what you do. So, hi, I'm Pamela Farrow. I am a family law attorney in Broward County, Florida. I handle divorce and paternity actions in Broward County, also Miami-Dade and the Southern Palm Beach Courts. Okay.
0: So you say divorce and uh, paternity. Are you not doing custody
1: cases anymore? Cuz I think custody might be my paternity. I'm not sure. Okay. Okay. So you're
0: kind of just lumping those in together. Yeah. OK. And I know it's been a while um, that we talked, and I know people don't know. So um, the four of us, we usually meet every month to kind of go over our business, talk about things that are working and not working. Boy, oh, boy, have we talked about a lot that is not working. (laughs) (laughs) And um, gosh, how long has it been? I know we met. and uh probably, for those yeah. of you yeah, how long? It, it's been what uh three years now? Yeah,
1: yeah, probably.
0: Yeah, we've known each other uh about three years. We actually um we had our gosh, what was that? Um it was a seminar that we did. Was it marketing for masters with Allison's uh, it could
1: have been program? Master, yeah, one of them. Yeah,
0: yeah, we did that um marketing. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, as the world knows, that's when COVID hit. So that was, um, everything shut down March 15th. And we were actually in New Jersey together. I think like the 12th, everyone had flew by. I
1: don't re- flew back. I don't remember. Do you remember exactly? Actually, I don't think I've met you in person. Uh, cause that month they canceled it and they had it online no okay well then i joined after that and i okay okay
0: okay um because we had the um we had the marketing seminar literally in new jersey the week that everything shut down for some reason i thought um you were there i know bonnie was there and star was there yeah um but we've known each other for quite some time um and, but anyway, enough about, you know, how we know each other. Um, I know that you practice, you know, one of my areas, which is custody. I haven't done um, too many paternity actions. I try to stay away from those. Um, but, you know, kind of for people that don't know you, um, do you mind kind of just giving us, you know, a little bit of background story of how you even got to practicing, you know, in Broward County and, you know, working on family law, nothing.
1: Um, Well, I have a different kind of history than most attorneys. Uh, This is actually my second career. I was an air traffic controller in Miami for 26 years. And after I gave birth to my last child, um, I was thinking about retirement and I was like, what do I do after retirement? Cause I'm not, I'm not gonna be able to support all these kids off of 40% of what I'm making now. So, <laughs> um, I was like, well, I've always kind of wanted to go into law. So I looked into it and found out I could, could actually go to law school while still working. Um, cause FIU, Florida international university has an evening course or a part-time course. And, um, So I took the LSAT and applied and got in, and I started law school in 2010, and because I was part-time, it took four years, and I graduated in 2014. I passed the bar in 2014, but it took them forever to do my background clearance. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So I got licensed in 2015. In the meantime, I had gotten kind of antsy, you know, like, I want to be a lawyer somewhere. So (laughs) I'd already signed up to take the Kansas bar in July because my sister lives in Kansas. And I took that one as well and got um, admitted to the Kansas bar in September that year. Um, And then as far as getting into family, I mean, I I was still working um, as a controller. Um, This is in, so this is in 2015. And then in December, 2015, I would have been eligible to retire. Um, So I started like trying to figure out what to do. And almost immediately I started getting private messages going, Hey, this just happened. Can you help me with this? Or, you know, and it was all in family, you know, so it just kind of came to me, but it was also one that I kind of liked because I had done family, the family law clinic in law school. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I've been married now going on 33 years I am also divorced, um, and I have a boatload of kids. Some of them are step, uh, have foster, and I've got three adopted and two biological. So, you know, I've kind of dealt with a lot of family issues. Yeah. And it just kind of grew on me. So I decided I would just kind of concentrate in that one area and um, just work on that. So. Do you
0: find it um, difficult to have First of all, really cool story, um, and that's one of the reasons why you know I wanted you on. I know we talk a lot, um, you know, about our families. I know um, at a lot of our meetings, MJ is in the background. Just hey, guys, <laughs> I love MJ. <laughs> I know, and everyone's like, "Hi, MJ." Um, but I, you know, one of the things that we've talked um, a lot about is you know. amount of children that you have you know and it's just it's such a great thing for someone else to to you know have it to have the idea to take someone else's kid and you know bring them in bring him or her into their household and you did that several times over right and one of the things that we talked about um and i remember when i found out you know how many babies you have i was like i have one (laughs) And I am losing it. (laughs) And, um, you know, we kind of bonded over that. And I know that, you know, um, your children are kind of the family that I actually want. They're literally all colors um, from all walks of life, you know, which is really, really awesome. Um, And I know he just had a grandbaby. So that was really
1: cool. What's his name? His name is Nash. Okay. he is adorable. Yeah. <laughs> of course he is, right? Because they're, they're
0: ours, so they're adorable. He is. Um, and they can do no wrong, right? right. Um, but, you know, you talked a lot about, um, you know, your children. And I remember when we found out you were an air traffic um, controller, like, my mind was blown, right? Because you said, I, I thought about retirement, and I'm thinking, okay, well, let me do something else. Most people don't think law school. right and you thought well let me do law school and let me open up my own law firm right um which i think is 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 hard enough um and i you know i remember when i made the decision to open up my law firm it was like oh okay this is really happening you know you kind of have like that moment of realization that okay there's like no going back right um so, how did you go from, um, you know, kids to retirement to part time, um, you know, studying while working a full time job? Like, how did you handle that emotionally?
1: Emotionally, um, I would say, as a as a controller, I got very good at doing something. I don't know if everybody else calls it this, but I call it compartmentalization. So. You know, I, I kind of section out my brain and um, whatever needs to be front and center, is front and center, anything that doesn't need to be is in some thing somewhere else, you know. Yeah. And um, because, you know, when you're working uh, air traffic, you can't be thinking about, um, like I had to work the day my brother died. I oh couldn't be thinking God. about that, you know. So, oh so you know, you just put that back here and you concentrate on what you're doing. And so, you know, with um, working and taking care of the kids um, and going to school, it was just like, okay, work on this, you know, sit at the scope, do my controlling, take a break, go get the books, mm-hmm. you know, are the kids home from school, call to make sure they're doing their homework, go back mm-hmm. to doing your homework, you know, go to school, do this, and um, it was... You know, just it was.
0: I'm sure it was difficult. It's funny because I've had a very different experience and, you know, you guys know and for the people that are close to me, I had a very different um, You know, huge support network where, you know, I had the opportunity to just focus on law school. Um, and, you know, a lot of moms don't have that option. They don't, they have to kind of juggle, you know, everything. Um, and thankfully you know, my, you know, I have a 14-year-old and your kids are a lot older too, um, so we don't have to do as much juggling um, as we used to. And at least if we do, we have help, right? <laughs> we just ask them for help. Um, but as far as going um, part-time, what made you decide to go to law school part-time? I did, I, I did the same. I went to um, law school part-time and um, yeah, also finished in four years. So what made you decide to do that?
1: Well, I wanted to be able to transition directly from being a controller full time to being an attorney. Um, when I was debating on what to do after I retired, it was really a toss up between law and medicine because those have both been my, you know, interests growing up. And I got to thinking about medicine and I was like, there's no way I can get all the training done while I'm working. I couldn't do an internship or, you know, anything like that Mm -hmm. while I was working full-time. But um, I knew there were a couple other controllers that had gone through law school. And, um, you know, I'm like, well, you know, if he can do it, I can do it. Yeah. Of course he had two kids and a wife and, you know, (laughs) but um, I mean, I do have Terry, but he, um, he worked full-time too, you know, straight evening shifts. So, uh, he wasn't really there during the weeks, you know, yeah. the midweek to help with the kids. But um, he was great on the weekends. And, um, you yeah, know, that's, that's just how – that's why I went into law and why I started early was so I could be done and hopefully established by the time I was ready to retire.
0: Right. Um, and so you open up your own practice – and are you still the only attorney um, in your practice? right now? Yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, now, as far as you know running your own business, and um, attorney um, Gwen Walker was on uh, last week when we talked about how law school does not at all prepare you. <laughs> You're already shaking your head because you already know. It doesn't prepare you for the practice of law and it does not on any level, prepare you for running a business. Yes. Um, what would you say has been the biggest, um, you know, lesson that you've learned, you know, um, running your practice, I guess, and, you know, um, in the past few years?
1: Oh my God, there's so many. I know, I know. Um, <laughs> well, it's funny because like I had no previous law experience uh, other than, you know, a few sp- speeding tickets, but um I I'd never really I'd not worked in a law firm. I'd never seen how one worked. Nothing. So um just learning on my own how to set up the firm, how to f- uh organize my files, how to I mean, I remember the f- the first case I got, I knew from my pretrial advocacy class that I needed to file a notice of appearance, but I had no clue how to do it. <laughs> and um and I guess the other thing I've really learned is the importance of being able to reach out to people because, um, as a controller, I never wanted to reach out anybody that might be on here that used to work with me. They know that I would be like ready to drown under planes before I would ask for somebody to help me. Um, That's me. But, Um, but now it's like, you know, I have to, it's like, cause I don't have anybody, you know, around that to tell me. So I, you know, I reached out to my mentor, um, yeah, or friends. And I'm like, Hey, how do you think I should do this? Or what would you say is that, you know? And, um, you know, obviously always keeping things confidential, but just, you know, um, working through problems in my, you know, with my friends and colleagues. Um, and I'm sorry Yeah, to- I did
0: that. I didn't do that as much. Um, actually not a lot. I've been doing, I've, I've done that. I've been fortunate enough. Um, to always have like this bubble of attorneys um, around me that mm-hmm. have just been absolutely instrumental, you know, to my growth. Um, so, you know, one thing you mentioned and I wanna touch on is mentors. You know, a lot of us come out of law school and we either we go the associate route or, you know, the um, uh, nonprofit route, um, or, you know, and we have no idea what we're doing or how we're doing it but one thing that i found is when you have mentors oh my gosh it takes the sting, you know out of not knowing you know what you do and how you do um how how to do it excuse me so i think you know to interject i think having mentors to tell you okay this is how i would handle this is just so invaluable like I, i don't think i'd have enough time to kind of go over the list of people that have helped me. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely amazing. I think that, you know, having mentors kind of catapults our businesses and, you know, our, our just professional lives a a lot quicker than Mm -hmm. if we were to, you know, kind of do it um, ourselves. What's one of your biggest challenges, Um, you know, juggling clients and everything like that.
1: Um, I think it's following my systems. I set up systems that are really good, but then for some reason I don't usually follow them.
0: <laughs> well, you know what to be well, to, to your credit, we practice family law.
1: Mm-hmm. right? Yeah.
0: And it's kind of difficult to, at least again, I can only speak for myself, for us to kind of pause. And think, oh, okay, I have a system for that, let me follow it. Mm. Right? Because you're just your client is calling you with an urgency. Right. You know, so you're thinking, I need to take care of my client. You're not thinking, I need to
1: follow my system. Right. You know. Plus, yeah. I'm also thinking, I know what I'm doing. I wrote the system, so I know what I'm doing, you know, and then I
0: it's up here. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, up, go, it's it's literally up here. Um <laughs> Remember in uh, in our coaching uh, sessions, Allison used to tell us, "We know it's a peer. It needs to be on paper so that you can give it to someone, um, so that they can follow it." And I mean, you know, to be fair, I I suffer from the same thing, you know. Um, and it's I don't think it makes us. Um, know bad people i think ultimately it just shows how you know busy we are and we just need to make sure our clients get um you know taken care of um what what ways are you marketing you know speaking of clients like what ways are you marketing
1: um lately to kind of get some clients out there um i've really picked up my social media game Um, okay I've been posting a lot more. Yeah, before. we we both have <laughs> challenges with that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I actually hired someone to help me. So good, good, Same. amazing. Yeah, um, I also am also in a BNI, um, which is wonderful. I get several cases out of there. Um, what is BNI? Some, BNI? You don't know what BNI is? I know um, what BNI is, but others may not know. Just in true. case someone is, you know, interested, they can. right. So BNI is Business Networking International. It's a networking group that's broken into chapters all over the world. Um, And in each chapter, they only have one person per occupation. So, um, for instance, I'm the only family law attorney in our chapter. Oh, okay. And there's only one. Didn't know uh, that yeah, there's only one financial planner. There's one life insurance agent, you know, things like that. Um, and they break down into, we call them power teams And our, our real estate power team is amazing. We have a, a realtor, um, a mortgage broker, a closing agent, a, um, mold inspector or mold remediator. I'm sorry. A first party attorney, um, I don't even remember who all but you know so they're they are wonderful at passing things to each other you know they're very they work very well together but I get a lot of cases from them as well um, even though I'm not really in their power group um, or power team but you know so it works really well because you you only have one person there in each group so you know I when did you
0: join BNI? Because I know we had spoken about it um, some time ago. Um, do you remember when you joined and when you started kind of seeing um, referrals come from it?
1: I joined in December of... Was it I 2020? I think it was 2018. 2018. 20, might have been 2019. Okay. I think and so. 2019. And, gotcha. Um And when did I start seeing, I got, I got, um, a few referrals the first year. I mean, it takes a little while to, for people to warm up. Plus, you know, for like my practice area that you don't always run across people that need a divorce, you know? Um, and sometimes it's hard for, like the realtor to, you know, come up with, Oh, by the way, do you need a divorce? You know, it's like, yeah,
0: it's more, it's more of the child custody, child support yeah uh, situations that are more prevalent.
1: Yeah. So, um, but in the last two, well, I guess maybe it was a 2018 I would say in the last two years, I've probably gotten 10 cases from them. Oh, that's amazing. Which is nice. Yes. Yeah, I mean, that's... It's a minimal investment for me. It was, mm-hmm. I think when I was when we were actually in person, because right now we're still meeting virtually, um, with our monthly fee and everything for the venue, it was maybe eighteen hundred for the year. Okay. And, you know, so I made that back in one case, no no problem. Yeah, that's actually not bad.
0: So other than um, the BNI um, and you know, I know you said you hired someone to do the marketing for you, mm-hmm. um, which I can attest: if you hire someone to do it for you, it definitely gets done, right? Yes. Um, is, you know, you and I, we, we've talked about that from time to time. Um, what else are you doing to kind of, you know, get your, your name and stuff out there, and just more get,
1: I do try to get out on, um, you know, the networking groups. Um, and I haven't done this one yet. I've made one video, <laughs> but I, I have an idea for a TikTok. Uh, okay. Camel. I don't know what they call them, but um, okay. The yeah, it's a TikTok account channel, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, so I'll be starting that shortly. Um, but I just try to get out with people and you know let people know who I am. Mm-hmm. You know, pretty much. Yeah. Just make
0: sure TikTok. when you do the TikTok. So I, it's hilariously enough, I try to do the whole TikTok thing. Mm-hmm. And um, I was recording it from, I think it was like the dining room. And MJ is just passing by, as he always is. My child is a lurker. Yes. And, <laughs> and so he's just walking by, and he's like, hmm. I'm like, what is it? He goes, why don't you just show people your personality? And I'm like, I am showcasing my personality. I'm talking about you know what I know. He's like, yeah, but you're kind of boring. (laughs) Dude, you're supposed to be on my side. And he's like, no, you need to, you know, be out there and show people who you are and that you have a fun side and a happy side. And I'm like, people don't want to see that. They just want me to tell them, here's a blurb about the law and, you know, move on. And I didn't think anything of it. And I just kept, you know, I just kept doing what I was doing. Coincidentally enough, I was having a conversation. I was telling a friend, and she was like, "No, he's actually right." I said, "Please, please tell me he's not." <laughs> and she showed me <laughs> she showed me other attorney accounts of um, you know just really cool, innovative things that other attorneys are doing, and it's some of the most hilariously stupid things. You know, I saw one the other day where. You know they were doing like a weird, you know dance uh, to kind of like say, "Oh, it's time for lunch." I'm like and and it got like you know a hundred thousand views. like, why? Like, why is this thing you know, getting views? But realistically, it's the world that we live in, right? Everyone is on social media. Everyone wants to see personality. Um, I just thought it was very interesting that my fourteen year old was right. That, you know, being um, kooky and eccentric and just yourself on social media is really enough to kind of show people, hey, you're a human being, you Mm -hmm. know, and you're not like this uptight, stuffy um, attorney. So I thought that that was pretty cool. Um, So if you I say all that, say if you need social media tips, just call me and I'll ask MJ. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you, we we have a a video marketer in my BNI. And she's, she's incredible. I've looked at her work and it's just amazing. And during one of our one-to-ones, you know, where we get to know each other better. um, She suggested something for um, TikTok, which I don't really want to go into yet. So nobody steals it before I start. No, no,
0: don't tell me. Don't tell me. The last podcast I was on, you know, my secret for getting clients, but I don't, you know, I, yeah. I don't tell everybody, yeah, and I said that, I was like, yeah, I, I can't tell you. It was shared with me by another attorney. I'm not interested in doing that,
1: yeah. um,
0: so I keep it to yourself, yeah. um, but as, as far as, um, you know, COVID and um, I know we're at 26 minutes and I don't want to take up all your time because um, I know we'll see each other again soon. But um, as far as COVID, like, did you see, like, a huge shift, an upward shift in your um, practice, um, you know, after the shutdown?
1: I didn't see it the first, during the first part of it, personally. Um, I kind of backed off a bit when it happened. Uh, I broke my leg right at the beginning of COVID. I was pretty laid up for for a while. And I was just like, let me just chill for a bit, you know? And so I was like, okay. But, um, anecdotally, I have heard a lot of the family law attorneys down here. They were like, oh yeah, it's picking up, picking up, picking up because of, especially with, um, you know, complaints about parents either not masking their kids or worrying about doing, um, shared cut, you know, time sharing because one parent, you know, worked maybe at the hospital or something. And, um, so there were, I guess there was a lot of things around that. There was a
0: lot of that. Yeah. There was a lot of, um, uh, you know, mask litigation. And then when the um, uh, the vaccine came out, it okay. was, oh, you know, we have joint legal custody, but I want this kid to get vaccinated. But the other parent doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, we had an attorney here, um, where they actually had a full motions hearing about it. And the judge ultimately, um, you know, made a decision that we all knew she was going to make. Which which was, this kid's got to get, not this kid's got to get vaccinated, but I'm going to allow mom to make the decision on whether or not this kid gets vaccinated. And mom coincidentally wanted the kid to get vaccinated. Yeah. Um, So it's like it's a way to to make the decision about vaccination without actually making it, you know, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, So I I think we've seen um, an uptick in that. Have you um, in Broward County, have you seen an uptick in divorces? I've seen a lot of
1: those. I'm starting to get quite a few. Yes. I don't really know the statistics for the county, but I've gotten a lot more divorce cases recently than I have uh, paternity
0: yeah, no, we had um we had a publication um come out with our um, I believe it was the Baltimore County Circuit Court, and um there I don't remember and and I'm totally butchering the stats, um whereas I believe eighty five percent of family law cases that were coming in had some kind of uh, domestic violence component to it. Um, we have seen a huge uptick in, in DV cases during COVID. I personally don't take them anymore. Um, I'm just, yeah, I, I, I don't take them. Yeah. Um, what kind of cases for people that are interested, what kind of um, specific cases do you take?
1: So I definitely take um, divorces. and. We also have the collaborative divorce process down here, and I am trained as a collaborative divorce attorney. Ah, talk about that, please, please, please. (laughs) So um, collaborative divorce in Florida requires um, both parties to have an attorney, and then you work together with a neutral party That we call a facilitator who generally has like a mental health background. Um, They could be a psychologist or social worker or whatever. And that person's job is to um, basically keep everybody calm and cool and things moving along. Um, They oftentimes are good with things like developing parenting plans. Um, I know one of my favorite facilitators. He's a psychologist who is also a parenting coordinator. So he's really good at coming up with, um, you know, parenting plans for the long term. And then you can also have whatever other kind of neutrals that you need. So if you have a complex uh, financial mm-hmm. case, you can have a neutral financial, like accountant or, a, you know, or a forensic accountant, whatever you need, you can have, or a financial planner. Mm-hmm. Um you can kind of like a team. It sounds like a team. It is. It's yeah. a team effort. Um and you don't I mean you still talk to your client on a mm-hmm. separate basis, but you have team meetings. So like once a month or so you'll get together all all of you, the five, mm-hmm. six, whatever of you, and you work together to try and get things done. Gotcha. Um, it helps empower the the clients because they have more say in their outcome because, and they usually feel more heard for their, you know, their wants and needs. And it's also often quicker. And even though the initial outlay might be a little bit more because you have to pay the retainers for um, the attorneys and the, the uh, neutrals um, overall, it ends up often costing less. Um, There's also a good privacy um, aspect to it where you can file like a limited um, financial affidavit. Plus, you don't have all these motions and you know things in mm-hmm. the court. You can even get this all done before you go to court and just file, boom, and you're done. Um, so it's it's really nice, um, and it there's also um, a pretty good incentive to stay in it because if if you go through all of this <clears throat> and then the process breaks down, then the attorneys and the and the, finan- and the uh, neutrals are gone. Exactly. So. Yeah, we
0: have, we actually have collaborative uh, divorce in the state of Maryland. I am not trained for collaborative divorces, mm-hmm. um, although it's something, at, you know, after talking to you, I think you're the first person I've talked to um, that I've gotten, you know, a little bit more information. And I'm sure our process differs here in the state of Maryland, mm-hmm. um, but I like that kind of setting. I'm more of a kumbaya type of attorney. Um, I don't like the negative um drama that tends to come with emotions uh mm-hmm. from time to time i think there's a there's just a, a right and wrong place um for emotions and i i think you know making decisions about um you know the future of your child or you know major financial decisions it's always a good idea to have an attorney and you know the, the more people to help you kind of navigate and guide you i think it's better um, you know, and I, I, think you know, having that collaborative um, effort is just well worth it. So definitely going to look into that. Um, do you charge um, hourly or flat fee for collaborative divorces?
1: I charge hourly. Okay. Um, with a with a retainer that I hope will cover most, you know, most of it. Okay. Um, or all of it, but I do the same thing too. It's funny. I do the same thing too. I tell clients, listen,
0: this is my retainer. My goal is to stay within this, Mm -hmm. you know, but ultimately you can't control the other side. So, you know, but that, that is, um, my goal also, um, as far as, um, you know, the parenting plans, I know, uh, sometimes, um, you know, parents, um, they, they differ. They just differ on, you know, how they want to, especially men versus women, <laughs> mm. you know, very, very different.
1: <laughs> right.
0: Um, do you find that, you know, creating and coming up with a working parent plan, um, is, is more difficult in collaborative or a little easier?
1: Um, honestly, I've been lucky that, um, I haven't had to do the developing of it because the neutral has done it. Um, But, but they seem to be a bit more creative, definitely more creative than um, the standard ones I would do, you know?
0: And it's, it's funny you say that because in our, so in our divorces, they completely differ from, you know, the trajectory of Florida divorces, but in ours, sometimes we can offer mediation. And when my clients go to mediation, we come back um, with, these provisions. I'm like, huh, never thought to put this in here. You know, one of my clients, um, she contacted me. She said, hey, Marie, I want to create an estate plan. I said, okay, you know, no problem. Here's the fee, here's the information. And I said, um, and I asked her, I said, uh, you know, any recent changes in in your life? And she said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I recently got divorced. Okay, cool. Let me see the marital settlement agreement. And in the marital settlement agreement, there was a clause that stated that she was supposed to get an estate plan as part of the divorce. Isn't that interesting? That's really cool. Yeah. I was like, how'd you come up with that? She was like, oh, you know, through mediation. I was like, okay. Uh, yeah, so it's it's something that I never thought to kind of, you know, touch on. And I do that often, you know, especially in our monthly groups. Um, right. You know, we kind of take little, it's, you know, bits and pieces from each other. Um, so that way we can make our practices better and kind of serve our clients, um, you know, a little bit more so I can talk to you all day. You know how we do when we meet up, Yeah. one and a half hours turns into four.
1: Um, (laughs) And I just started blocking off four.
0: (laughs) I do too. (laughs) I already know when I'm meeting with the girls, I'm like, nothing else is getting done. So I'm not putting anything else on my calendar. Right. Um, so for those that don't know you, how, what is the best way in which, um, you know, clients can reach you?
1: So you can call my office. It's 954-947-0572. And just make an appointment for uh, initial consultation, you know, be a 15 minute phone consultation. I can go over your case, find out whether we can help you. If not, I'm sure I can refer you to somebody that can and uh, we can just go from there.
0: And are you charging? As I know, last time uh, we talked about this, I started charging. Are you charging now for consults?
1: Not for that one now. Okay, not for the fifteen, a, right? Okay. And generally, um, people tend to hire me at that point. So, um, yeah, then you know when they come in and I do the intake and everything, then yeah, the,
0: Okay, so you talking. okay, so
1: you don't charge and um, calling the office. What what are your hours? Um, you can call anytime. The, um, okay. And the they have my access to my calendar and they can schedule you. Most of my appointments are in the afternoon, though. Okay, okay.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much, Pam, for joining me today. It's Thanks it's been a pleasure, me. and it's I can't great. wait to see you again. And um, you know, yeah, I definitely look forward to having. I was thinking it to myself uh, the other day. I said, "Oh, it'd be really cool to have all four of us on, kind of just shooting the breeze like we usually do." Um, you know, and just learning from each other. So um, mm-hmm. thank you again for doing this with me, uh, everyone. I am Marie Eve, Nadine G Baptiste, owner and CEO of the St. Eve Law Firm. here located in Towson, Maryland. Um, you have now witnessed the second episode of the Daily Attorney Podcast, and I am honored and happy to be doing this. And hopefully it is it, it brings some level of value um, to you all. Have a great day. Bye, Pam. Bye, Nadine. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>